Welcome back to Wherever You May Be, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Today I'm joined once again by Krish. Krish, how are you doing today? Not too bad, thanks. Yeah, how are you? Good. I'm very much enjoying this sunshine. Um, we will get straight into it and, and sort of look back on our Champions League win on Tuesday night, which I was there, Krish, and I was bored. Like, I just... It was a bit of a disappointing performance. I was expecting a little bit more. I know he made a lot of changes. How did you see the game? Um, I think the atmosphere was good, at least. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. But like, as in, I'm talking like, like it was obviously good. Before mm. was good. The Champions League music was good, and the fans were great. There was a few times where it got a bit like bit flat. Uh, yeah, a bit flat. And um, so, Champions of Europe, we know what we are. Obviously, <laughs> uh, rang around Stamford Bridge, but. Um, I'm talking the game on the pitch. Mm. I just thought it was a little disappointing. Yeah, I think I think Champions League group stage games can be that way, especially the first game, um, as we've seen for the likes of Man United, for example. Um, so, yeah, I, I wasn't. I think I was expectant um, because I think we're all looking forward to the Champions League this season, having won it last season, seeing whether we can we can hold it, obviously. But um, in the group stage, I think the only thing that matters is getting points mm-hmm. on the board. And we did that. Um, three points, that is. And yeah, I agree. Um, we could have done more. I thought our creative players were a bit disappointing. We didn't play the most entertaining brand of football, but Zenit didn't play badly and on mm. on a, a bad team. I think they showed that. Um, uh, yeah, I think it was going to, it eventually did feel that it was going to be a matter of sort of scoring that one chance. And that is what we did. And that is the difference a player like Romelu Lukaku makes, I think. Yeah. I was going to say, they went on, Zenit had been on a run. They hadn't lost in like 18 months or something. No, it was 18 months. No, maybe they haven't lost in 18 games. It's feasible in Russia for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like I think I saw a really good record. So actually, I think I probably underestimated them them slightly having not like not knowing too much about sort of Russia yeah. and the Russian league and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I sort of was wondering at one point if we were ever going to get that goal. Same, um, yeah. And then, or like you said, all it took was a half chance, a ball into the box, a good one by Azpilicueta. Um, and Romelu Lukaku put it in the back of the net. I think he had one chance, one goal, pretty similar to Aston Villa, two shots, two goals. And... It's just, I know we keep saying it, but, you know, he, we have to keep him fit, don't we? Because if we don't keep him fit, I think we could be in real trouble this season. Yeah, I think considering he, he's... If one we of, want, sorry, if we want to compete on all fronts, do you know what I mean? I'm not saying we're going to like... Of know, course, yeah, 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 yeah. If we want to compete at the highest level, we have to keep him fit. Exactly. Yeah. If 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 he's not fit, then we're back to where we were last season, right? Like he is, mm. obviously we've added Seoul as well, but in terms of kind of big signings that are going to be key from like minute one, he is, he is the one, isn't he? So if you lose him, then we're back to where we were last season. And then I imagine, yeah, those same issues will, will rear their, their ugly mm. heads. But um, the other thing I meant to say was that, um, so yeah, this is the first time all season, obviously we're super early in the season, apart from um, international games that the players have played two, two club matches in, in less than a week, if that makes sense, like with a mm. midweek match. So I saw that yeah. as, that has some bearing as well. Like mm. there's a lot of them who won't be up to full fitness. A lot of them who 
played a lot of matches in the summer and missed preseason. So it's all about building fitness at this stage. But we're looking good considering how how early it is. And um, one person that stood out, not for the best reasons in that Zenit game, and I think this is probably the first time I've ever said it about him, is Mason Mount. And for some reason, it just wasn't working you know and I'm not surprised Thomas Tuchel kept him on and um, I saw someone write on Twitter the reason is is because he trusts him to do the other side of the game the dirty work that he he knows that Mason Mount will do from the moment he gets onto the pitch till the moment he leaves so I'm not surprised he was left on um but it, it wasn't working was it everything he did just it didn't come off and it was a bit of a disappointing evening I think he would admit that as well wouldn't he yeah, I agree. It's funny of Mason Mount. He never necessarily plays badly. Um, mm. It's just you expect so much from him now after the season he had yeah. last season. Um, and he's, he's set a standard so high and he was so consistent mm. for basically the whole season. He was our best player quite yeah. possibly. Um, so yeah, he's almost put himself under pressure by having that season. Mm. Um, I also think that... Um, it may be a confidence issue coming off the back of what for him personally wasn't an amazing summer. Like he wasn't one of England's best players at the Euros. He was effective, yeah. but not not a standout player as maybe we expected him to be, especially as, mm. as Chelsea supporters. Um, so I think he is maybe yeah, building back from that. He he may also have some fatigue. He's obviously had a long summer and missed, yeah. missed a fair chunk of preseason. So maybe as is the case sometimes of England players and international players following a tournament summer, it may just take a few more weeks before we see him at at kind of absolute peak. Um, I imagine it would have done him no harm to get that 90 minutes under his his belt, but um, maybe he won't start against Spurs. We'll see. I think, yeah, I think that's a tough call. I mean, I would probably play him against Spurs um, just because we know the effect he can have on the game and the influence that he can have when he's on the pitch. But I think that's going to be an interesting call. Also, before we move on to sort of other players in the squad that haven't necessarily had a look in this season, I just want to talk about Mateo Kovacic because I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was our best player on on Tuesday against Zenit. I thought he was... He came, obviously trying to play with Saul in, in midfield against against uh, Aston Villa was was quite difficult and he felt, you know, I felt like he was trying to do it all, basically. He was fantastic um, against Villa, I thought, as well, yeah. Yeah, and Very obviously fun. getting on the score sheet, that ball for Lukaku as well was brilliant. I think he's had a really impressive start to the season, hasn't he? Yeah, I think um, it's been well-timed because obviously we're without, without Kante. I think he does mm. the closest job to what Kante does in yeah. the squad but he also maybe has a bit more going forward or we'd like to think so anyway obviously he used to be sort of an attacking midfielder but always <laughs> never seems to get enough goals and assists not that that's yeah. the be all and end all but um, obviously against uh, Villa he was really really impressive um, mm. that is the kind of level that you you want from a, a, a centre midfielder and yeah he was he was really pretty special um, and yeah as yeah. you say the engine uh, was the most mm. impressive, impressive thing against Zenit, I thought. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Sal did not make life particularly easy for him <laughs> on, on Saturday. Hopefully that uh, things improve for him. But, but yeah, that was quite a tough year. I know it wasn't Bakayoko's debut, but it wasn't like Watford, uh, Bakayoko against Watford bad, was it? Because that when he was like on the pitch for 25 minutes, got sent off and it was just... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't as bad as that. No. I didn't watch it. I, I was obviously 
well I, I was I was obviously working at Arsenal so I sort of mm. got the train to because I was going out so I got the train to where I was going and I was like ch- trying to watch it on my phone and actually when I got to the place I was going everyone had been there all day so I was just like dancing to the music holding my phone in my hand trying <laughs> to watch the last like half an hour because that is how sad I really am um but I didn't quite get you know I didn't watch the first half that was when I was on the train so I I don't necessarily know how bad Saul was I was just going on what most people were saying and that that was yeah pretty bad yeah what what you sense was just proper nerves which is obviously Mm. fair enough but um the passes that weren't sideways were inaccurate generally that was the issue I think it was there were three passes that he gave away that were kind of key and then what but two of them almost led directly to a they led directly to a villa chance and almost mm. directly to goals so had those been goals um obviously it would have been a lot worse but um yeah. you just it, to be fair to villa they this is maybe something thomas tuchel underestimated they played mm. they started the game super aggressively like really sort of yeah. hard hard pressing high intensity and it was just not um not an ideal environment to be making your your premier league debut and i don't think maybe could have come off the bench maybe that would have been a um maybe the a better, better. idea because when Jorginho yeah. came on and completely settled the game around so maybe that should have been the other way around just have Jorginho on have a, a settled start and then bring Saul on when maybe we're in a comfortable position but um I'm yeah. sure he'll get better and and Tuka will will trust him well I was I was literally thinking I was slightly maybe maybe I wasn't surprised that he didn't start against Zenit like just thinking Tuchel maybe, maybe would have given him another chance straight away he definitely won't play against Spurs on Sunday will he do you reckon his next start will be against Villa again in in the League Cup because I think I think Villa are going to put out a strong side I, th- I don't think they're going to go easy on the League Cup and obviously we won't and obviously we're going to make more changes than they are but do you think that's when Saul could next maybe get a start because after that we've got Man City and I can't see him starting then and then even and then Juventus I can't see him starting yeah. either yeah no I think it will make yeah complete sense for him to to get some minutes against Villa I think yeah start there um I I mean even if we play a rotator team I think it will still be a strong a strong team I think due to the international duty and the summer they've had Kovacic uh, and Jorginho will need a rest and Kante his fitness is still sort of up in the yeah. air isn't it so I think he could see the likes of yeah Loftus-Cheek Saul and even Ross Barkley uh, given a chance forgotten men yeah um, yeah I mean <laughs> Loftus-Cheek came on against Zenit didn't he which was interesting so yeah um, yeah I think there'll be a, a bit of fair bit of rotation for that one you never know depending on how it goes against Tottenham um, he yeah. may, may even get on there as well but we'll see yeah um, and all of these players we're talking about at the moment there is still no room for a lot of them as well um, I was quite surprised I want to talk to Timo Werner I was quite surprised he didn't start against Liverpool um, I just thought he played really well against Liverpool they play a high mm. line he would have been the perfect player but is there any way he's breaking into this front three? Uh, I actually I completely agree with you I, I thought uh, maybe not uh, against Liverpool. Yeah, I agree because in March when we won there, he was he was really he was brilliant, really useful. Um, I thought against Zenit when you have Lukaku and then two players who I know 
they're not strictly similar, um, Mason Mount and um, Hakim Ziyech, but like, mm. you know, in, in the sense that they're not necessarily that fast. Yeah, they're not quick. They're more technical. And, exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. having two players like that is maybe, maybe throws the balance of the team off a bit where actually yeah. sometimes it would just be useful to have a, a Werner or um, Pulisic when he's fit. Yeah. using more raw pace in behind. Um I know there weren't necessarily that many opportunities for that sort of uh, chance against Zenit, but he, yeah. he would offer something different. And he, even though he's not being in great goal-scoring form for Chelsea, he did have a good international break with Germany. So you, you yeah. kind of would like to ride off that a bit because a couple of his goals were, were pretty decent. Yeah, I'd really like to see him start a little bit more. But again, you know, against Spurs maybe he might do it against Spurs especially with with Mason Mount's performance Kai Havertz obviously um, didn't start so I fully fully expect him and Lukaku to start that game it's whether mm. whether Tuchel sort of carries on with with the front three that have gelled quite a lot saying that he made about a million changes for the last Premier League game and I was like what? <laughs> so um, yeah I really don't so know. many options really though, it's, good, it's really it? hard to predict like mm. I'm not even going to bother asking you like what team's going to start <laughs> who's going to play because I've got frankly no idea um, but the, talking of the Champions League Krish we've I don't like that people are like bigging us up for the Premier League and, and you know saying Obviously, I I think now we've got the squad that can compete on all fronts. I do think we should be winning it, if not coming second this year. I don't think anything less. I think anything less than that would wouldn't be a great season in the Premier League. Um, can we retain the Champions League? Because I know a lot of people, you know, hearing different views. I think that everyone's talking about how strong the English teams are this year. PSG look like a team of individuals, um, and Bayern look great as well. So. I think Bayern and the English team, for me, are the standouts. So can Chelsea retain it? I don't think there's any reason why not. Um, but I think, as we've seen, I still don't think anyone has retained, apart from Real Madrid, sorry, until Real Madrid, then, yeah, no they're one, the only ones. Yeah. No one had. Uh, and I think it is still equally difficult to, to do that. I think we've got a good chance, obviously, with the squad and the manager we have. But yeah, as you say, mm-hmm. Bayern, Bayern looks strong, um, playing really good football, made Barcelona look like, schoolboys um, and then yeah I think I know PSG weren't great yesterday um, I imagine like they have to improve really don't they I think it's pretty pretty inexcusable if they're not at least in the final like uh, with that team it's I I really like I haven't got an issue with PSG but I think it's an attitude problem it stems way that, deeper yeah. than just the 11 players on the pitch because We've seen it time after time, year after year. If something goes wrong in a game, their heads go. Mm. And they just can't. And they've got it's too many players all over the pitch. It's not just one or two. It's about five or six. And it's a really detrimental effect to that club as a whole. And I don't know if... I thought maybe Lionel Messi would calm things down. And maybe he will. Obviously, it's only one game. You can't really judge them. But mm. I would expect them to beat Club Bruges home and away convincingly. Even without with those front- players, right? If back in the, Even, like, like, I know Sergio Ramos wasn't playing, but you know they've got a good enough team and a good enough second eleven to be beating Club Brew. Mm. So I, it's going to be interesting to see. I think with PSG whether they can actually go all the way because I don't know if I'm convinced. I would say Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, and Bayern are all in a better position to win this season Champions League than PSG. Yeah, I agree. Is that a big um, statement? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it is. I think a lot of people have focused a lot on that on that front three and obviously Ramos there's the argument that I mean Wijnaldum is a good player obviously but if he's playing 
in this sort of role he was playing in at Liverpool, he doesn't actually affect the game as much as he would mm. further up the pitch and he won't play further up the pitch when they have... Um, All those stars. Exactly, Neymar and Mbappe mm. and Messi on the pitch. Um, and yeah, when I looked at their lineup yesterday, uh, there's, including Wijnaldum, there's, apart from that front three, there's four other good players, but there's still another um, sort of three or four not amazing players who yeah. wouldn't necessarily get into a lot of other teams in the mm. rest of Europe, including in central midfield, like Paredes and Ander Herrera. They're not top. I mean, they're, they're not getting in the Chelsea team, in my opinion. They're not top, top players. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know whether that will be... Obviously, there will always be a threat, threat, but I don't know if people have jumped the gun a bit slightly with that and whether mm. whether... Yeah, maybe they, they haven't done enough to improve the rest of the squad to to be a consistent threat for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think that was a long-winded way of me saying that Chelsea can retain it rather than... Yeah, yeah, and, sorry. Um, yeah, basically, I think, no, no, no. Yeah, no, it was me, completely my fault. We went off on one about PSG, but they've got nothing to do with this pod. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I think we've got, I think we've got a good chance. Like, I'm not... Opt- I'm op- optimistic about it I think we can but I think it will be a very very tough ask because um, I think a lot of the teams have improved this season as well so we've got a big London derby this weekend they are probably our sec- second biggest game of the season um, away at Spurs we've already been away at Liverpool so we're getting a couple of those away games out the way despite the performance in midweek Chris we should be coming into this game full of confidence shouldn't we I think so. Yeah, at the moment we're we're going into every game confident, and um, Sunday is no different. I think you would have been slightly more concerned if they were on that form that they had before the Crystal Palace match. But seeing them yeah. go away there, obviously they did have a fair sense off, but to collapse the way they did does kind of give you a bit more confidence that we could perhaps do do something. Um, Obviously, Nuno is, is a, a good defensive coach, so I imagine that they'll be potentially playing for a draw. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. But um, I imagine it. I can't, couldn't say it will be the most entertaining game. Um, but I would, yeah, I would back us to win and have enough enough to win. Obviously, fatigue could come into it, but they're Tottenham are obviously playing tonight, so mm. we will have had two more two more days rest than them, which which benefits us. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I expect a victory, but quite early to tell with Tottenham this season. I think a lot of people expected Chelsea to be strong and we have been. Tottenham, once they were able to keep Harry Kane, I don't think you could honestly say what you were going to expect from them. Uh, um, especially yeah. when they're appointing Nuno, keeping Harry Kane, that kind of left things up in the air for me because... Nuno sort of untested at that level Kane's part might not exactly be in it Um, Mm. Son's fitness has been an issue so yeah I don't know what what do you reckon Um, I'm like I'm I don't want to be too confident because you never want to be too confident going into a game but I I can't really see anything else other than a Chelsea win I, I, I just I think Spurs I think Spurs will play very, very similarly to how they played against Man City on the opening day, um, which sort of plays into their hands because obviously they've got Kane and Son and on the counter-attack with Lucas Moura, they are pretty good. But I think Thomas Tuchel knows better than to let Spurs do that. And and I yeah, I, I'm confident. I They're coming off the back of a, of a really bad defeat. They played 
they played pretty badly in that game. If they play like that again, it could be even worse than that Palace defeat, couldn't it? Mm. Yeah, if we punish them properly, if they make those kind Take of errors. Take our chances. Yeah, um, and obviously Tanganga will be suspended, which is probably a boost for us, although I suppose they, they have options players to come in. But um, yeah, the, the only... On 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 strictly speaking, I uh, definitely am confident. The only thing, as I say, it's just they're, they're a bit of an unknown quantity for me this season. They could, yeah, they seem capable of beating anyone, but also losing to literally anyone as well. And losing, I know, losing with ten men is fine, but to collapse in the space of fifteen minutes like they did against Palace, and especially with the centre forward scoring twice from sort of minimal opportunities which is mm. kind of what you expect from Romelu Lukaku on his day um, it does bode well but yeah um, fingers crossed make, they make it happen on on the day and you mentioned Romelu Lukaku there um, this is another defence I mean uh, to be honest I think he can he can bully most defences in the league you know he did it against um, Arsenal he played really well against Liverpool uh, really difficult to handle and that game was brilliant against Aston Villa and, and I back him to do it against most teams um, and if he can you know take his chances and be as clinically as he has been he could get another couple of goals here couldn't he? For sure yeah um, I think what we're very quickly getting used to is that you're not necessarily going to see him involved in the game from that much, yeah. minute one he's not like Harry Kane yeah. in that sense he's not like um uh, I don't know Mbappe in that sense he is uh, very much it, it's not even poaching it's literally just kind of out and out sense forwards play he would sort of mm. stay in that area stay near his defender he links up play sometimes but mainly it will just be find me in that position and I will score um, yeah yeah the, the only thing I was finding a bit worrying I forgot to note this down but um Talking about our creative players, I think the only assists, for all the assists for his four goals have been either Azpilicueta, Reese James or... Um, Kovacic. Kovacic, exactly, yeah. So there's mm. there's a bit of an onus on our, on, on our um, yeah. creative players to start providing. But I think there's... I can see some link up with Kai Havertz that could be quite exciting, I think. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the game. Um I can't watch it again. There just seems to be every every single time Chelsea play, uh, there seems to be like another thing that's happening. Like so, I'm I'm up in Wolves on Saturday, and then I'm and then staying over, and then I'm driving back on Sunday because I have a wedding to go to in the evening. So I, there's no way I can stay and watch it because if I stay and watch it in Wolves, I'll be late for the wedding. <laughs> so I either come back before it, and I just I don't know. So it might be like a radio job again, which I I'm just not a fan of listening to. Games on the radio, let alone Tottenham versus Chelsea. Um, Regarding Tottenham, um, they might be without Son Kyung Min. Um, Yeah, Harry Kane will definitely be playing, but they're not. Harry Kane's not as effective if Son Kyung Min isn't there, is he? No, I don't think so. I think it's usually the other way around. Son is seems to be fine without Kane, but Kane Kane's sort of less effective without Son. But um, yeah. I think against Palace, he had that horrible stat where he didn't have a touch or a shot in the opposition penalty area for the first time in a match that he's played the full 90, which is, I mean, for a player of his level, is pretty abysmal against a team of that level as well, bearing in mind that um, I don't think the red card was until the 75th minute as well. So that Mm. goes to show how how much Spurs struggled to create anything. Um, Mm. 
But yeah, I think Kane is always going to be a threat. I don't think we can get away from that. I yeah. think, I think, I mean, I don't blame Daniel Levy for keeping hold of him, but I can't believe deep down that um, he is mentally all there and, and wants to be at the club. You know what I mean? Yeah. After that summer he had uh, where he was clearly angling for a move away. So it's hard to know what version of him we'll get. I mean, he hasn't started the season in, in any sort of great form. Um, mm. So hopefully that continues on Sunday. But um, yeah, the, it, hopefully Son isn't fit. That's all we can hope for. I mean, hope he does recover from his injury quickly, but against us, yeah. hopefully not. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, we'll, we'll have a, a better chance again for sure. I do think our defence will be able to handle Son and Kane together. I think we have in the past. We had the best defence in Europe, you know, for a reason. And we don't look like conceding with Edouard Mendy in goal. Um, we ha- we do concede chances, um, which is a worry, but he just is, is a rock at the back. He just doesn't, he's just brilliant. And he, he seems to just save everything, which is great. And we can absolutely rely on him. So I don't, I think, you know, we can handle Son and Kane, but I think one of them on their own, I think... Um, I think we will be all right. Um, I would ask you, Chris, is there any changes you'd make to the team? Like, <laughs> would you bring Werner in? I don't know, because it could I be can't a good see it changing too much. Yeah. Um, it, it could be a good a good chance to bring Werner in, especially against a defence that is perhaps lacking confidence. Um, I think... Uh, it's Emerson Royale, isn't it? The new right back. He had a back. torrid time against Wilfred Zaha. Exactly, yeah. So mm. I think maybe if Werner just runs at him, I know Werner's lacking confidence himself, but just yeah. gives, tries to give him a, a tough game. Yeah. That could be a battle that he he wins out in. Um, and I do have a feeling that that is the surprise that Tuchel could spring, especially having mm. given um, Mason Mount the full 90 and Ziyech um, mm. an hour against Yeah. Against Zenit so maybe Ziyech will start again he's uh, he's he's a frustrating player Ziyech because he he's really good to watch but mm-hmm. whether he influences the game enough with his talent is another yeah. thing entirely as I said and those assists from Lukaku have been coming from from elsewhere but um yeah uh good chance for Werner elsewhere who knows probably <laughs> um, there's probably not a lot of like you know the, the wing backs pick themselves I think to chill well Alonso one might be quite interesting but I probably mm. would expect him to play Alonso, Alonso just because again. he mm. plays well he's played well at the start of the season you can't deny that and he's mm. obviously loves a game against Spurs and mm. the, the back three as well I'm, I'm not really too fussed on like if Christensen plays great Thiago Silva plays great Azpilicueta Rudiger we've got great options so I'm not really fussed about yeah. who plays yeah, we know exactly. it's going to be Rudiger probably Azpilicueta and one more um, yeah. but yeah I'm not I'm not entirely fussed about the back five because I think whoever yeah. it is sort of as good as yeah as good think, as what it can be I think we're finally seeing him maybe start to shift towards using Christensen consistently mm. maybe based on his age um, yeah and obviously Thiago Silva is a fantastic cover option so I don't want him to leave I, know, I really yeah. don't I, I just next I was sat, week. I was sat in the crowd <laughs> sat in the crowd on um on Tuesday with one of my mates being like, I just, I wish we had him five, even five years earlier, mm. you know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, 10 years earlier would have been great, but you know, given how good he is at 37, imagine how good he'd have been five years ago. I think, mm. but obviously, I you know it was a, it was a move sort of at the end of his career, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I'll be happy with any of them to be perfectly honest. And um, 
We'll do one thing, Chris. Score prediction. Tottenham, Chelsea. Uh, I might, I might just go for another one 0 to Chelsea. You know, yeah. I'm gonna go two 0 I think. Yeah, um, a, com- a comfortable one 0 but maybe. I similar- don't want. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be in a position where it's like one nil with 10 minutes to mm. go. Like I'm not about mm. that life. I, like <laughs> listening, listening to it on the radio where every time they get over the halfway line, they make it sound like someone's about to score. Like I'm just, no, but that is all we've got time for. Thank you so much for listening. If you could drop us a review, it'd be very much appreciated. Thank you very much, Chris. You've been great as always. Subscribe if you haven't already. And if you've enjoyed what you heard and we'll see you all next time here on wherever you may be. <laughs>